With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we got just under seven minutes to go at Rogers Place. The final preliminary game of the World Junior Hockey Championships for Canada and Finland. Group A, first place in Group A on the line. Canada with a 5-2 win, or 5-2 lead, rather. 5-2 lead uh, in the uh, third period of play, as I mentioned. The uh, final preliminary game will be Germany and Sweden. That'll be coming up at 8 o'clock at Rogers Place. Day off tomorrow, and then on Wednesday, the quarterfinals will begin. And uh, if Canada wins Group A, that gives themselves a, a more favorable matchup in uh, in the quarterfinals. So that could be determined tonight between uh, Sweden and Germany. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jays now down three again. Uh, they're down 5-2 to the Baltimore Orioles. They're in the fourth inning of play. I did uh, execute a two-run single in the bottom of the third. So I'm here this week for uh, Reed Wilkins. Uh, Reed is uh, fringing. Yes, first fringe in 2019 since 2019. Nice to see some things come back. And that's one of the things, uh, festivals that have come back. Mm-hmm. Well, every if you get a chance to go on the old social medias there, uh, I noticed last night he's already got some pics uh, from uh, where he's located on the fringe grounds too. I'm not going to disclose the physical location because that's uh, kind of a, you got to take a look at the photo and see if you can find him type thing. But it's very easy to find Wilkie on the fringe grounds. You have to make uh, people uh, kind of sing for their supper on this one, for mm-hmm. sure. So, and it, it's funny because he did have his uh, usual um, wilkiness, uh, f- you know, his his photographs. Uh, you know, he he does smile, folks. He really does. Kellen and I have seen mm-hmm. Reed smile many, many times. Uh, he's actually a very fun-loving guy, but uh, you know, his photographs. He's got a certain thing. Uh, it's called Wilkie. It's face. a gimmick. It's his gimmick. It's his gimmick. So, yep. So so he said, you know, he basically said on his Instagram photo, I'm, you know, excited to to be at the fringe again. And he didn't really use his usual uh usual tag of uh, you know, Wilkie this or Wilkie that. So Wilkie I, does fringe I or comment. something. Yeah. Exactly. So I comment and I go, fringe Wilkie, in case he forgot. He didn't forget. That's good too. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time he took two weeks off. <laughs> Probably 2019, honestly, to tell you the truth. I think it was 2019 just prior to it, yeah. Yeah, you could be right. You could be right. So, uh, but, yeah, so I'll be here tonight, tomorrow, and then I'm off to Ottawa on Wednesday. So, Brendan Escott will be here Wednesday, Thursday, and he'll be here Friday because Friday we have Elks and Red Blacks from TD Play Stadium in Ottawa. And then uh, I'm here next week. Uh, The only show I'm not doing is Wednesday. So, uh, Escott will be here next Mm -hmm. week. So there's your there's your roster of dates of what I'm doing and what Brendan's doing to help bring you in inside sports with Reed Wilkins. Uh, the can ham key has been taken away. Um, it's with Reed somewhere in, at the fringe, you know, on his person. Yeah, that's right. And um, what else here? Well, we have 14 listeners. 
I hope we don't lose them all. If we gain more listeners, that might get awkward when Wilkie comes back. So I don't know. I, I can't really I can't really judge how that's going to go. Kellen. Uh, can't really judge that. I, th- I think we'll have people listening, especially in, uh, with this next segment here, because our guest is ready to go, Davey. So. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, this is one of my favorite people on the whole planet Earth, especially in the CFL world. He is the color analyst of the BC Lions on the Lions Audio Network and a former quarterback for that very franchise here in the Canadian Football League. It's my good buddy, Julio Caravata. Hey, Julio, how's it going, man? I'm good, Dave. How are you, my friend? I, I am great. I am great. I wanted to ask you a question straight away here. You, you played for the Lions organization, and, and I know they do a good job of honoring their greats. Uh, we just had three players inducted into the double E wall of honor in uh, Joe Holloman and, uh, and Jim Germany and also Ed Jones. And, you know, Jim Germany did a, a nice thing, I thought, at the end of the game. And it was great for Chris Jones to keep the team out for the post-game ceremony he didn't let them go back you know he said no guys we're going to stay out here we're going to we're going to listen to these guys jim germany had some really nice things to say about you guys played well but you gotta you know play for each other that sort of thing i'm wondering when you played was there someone that you looked up to from the past that you know a lion's great or just a player that that you kind of were were a little awestruck with well, you I mean I was very lucky. I mean, uh, I think that 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 person would have been Lou Prasaglia for me. You know, I know Lou right. um, was still, you know, obviously very active. But you know, I mean, through my collegiate career uh, in, and in through the '80s, you know, Lou was was bigger than life, right? So to finally get on the same field with him, and you know, I was very lucky because for whatever reason, you know, he befriended me, and um, you know, we're still great friends today. I was his roommate for eight years. Um, Lou taught me a lot about uh, about the game, uh, about how to conduct yourself as a professional. Um, you know, it was just, you know, and then again, I, I just been very fortunate. A guy like Joe Powell again was another guy that was just, they were just really good role models and the way that they approached the game and the way that they handled themselves on the field and off the field. And uh, there's, there's a long list. I was very, very lucky to play with a lot of great players that, uh, we're equally good people, and you know, anytime you can surround yourself with those kinds of people, you're you're lucky and better for it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Yeah, that has, to be, that has to be pretty cool how you, you know, you admire someone like Lou, Lou Pasaglia and you get to play with him. I mean, that, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, and then the other thing, too, I found out pretty quick how competitive he is and why he was able to be in the league as long as he is because he's one of the most competitive people that I've ever met. And when you're around people who, you know, you mean Louis the best kicker that ever played you those are the kinds of things too that you watch and learn is how they prepare and how they mentally get themselves ready and how they're how competitive they are uh and how their abilities rise in you know real crucial situations and those are things that you try to learn and you try to you know emulate but 
I, I'm, I'm convinced after all this time, Dave, that, you know, and you, you've seen and been around a lot of, you know, great athletes in that city. There is just a difference about certain guys, right? There's just a different walk and a different talk and a different air to certain people. And, um, you know, uh, I think about a guy like Doug Flutie was like that. Uh, you know, yeah. there's just a different a different feel around them. And they're, they're not that they were, you know, they were egomaniacs or anything. They were just, they were just, there was a different, different feel around those kinds of guys. And so, uh, again, just very, very fortunate to be around uh, a lot of great players. Right on. Uh, just an update from the World Junior game. Finland has scored, so a uh, little tense uh, three minutes and 18 seconds uh, left here in the third period at Rogers Place in Edmonton, Canada, hanging on to a 5-3 lead. Winner will capture uh, Pool A and get a favorable quarterfinal matchup on Wednesday. Uh, all right, let's let's get right to it. Uh, talk about a special player, Nathan Rourke. Uh, seven and one record now for the BC Lions. A dramatic come from behind win over the Calgary Stampeders, 488 yards. You know what's crazy is Bo Levi Mitchell has three career 400-yard passing games in his CFL career, and Bo Levi Mitchell is going to the Hall of Fame. Nathan Rourke has three 400-yard passing games, I think two against the Edmonton Elks, if I'm correct. Uh, this kid just, you know, and I, I, think, I think the last layer may have been achieved or starting to get achieved because it was like okay he beat Edmonton he beat Toronto he beat Hamilton but he lost to, to Winnipeg it wasn't all his fault obviously uh, but okay can he beat a quality team well they beat a quality team <laughs> well Dave um you know I think where where do I start with this kid um <laughs> you know I I, I, I mean I just I I've, I'm kind of running out of words right I I just will say this that um, I've been around long enough to have seen a lot of great players, and I know that it's still very early in his career, um, and, and lots can still happen. But what do I what I admire about him is that in this day and age, he's a very quiet, humble kid who is super super competitive, um, and is just. I, I, he just knows how to prepare and, and is relentless in his preparation for each and every game. Like the amount of time that this kid is putting into each and every week, because that's his routine, is off the charts. Um, and I think that you combine that with his ability. Um, and, you know, he's got fantastic athletic ability. There's no questioning that. But I think that. I, I, I've, I've always said this, that there are a lot of guys and you could line up 100 guys on a field and they, they can all throw, they can all move, they can all do those things. But to play the position at this level, there is so much that is played between your ears. And I think that his, there is just some, there's certain things that are innate. You know, they're just, they're just you're born with certain qualities that that he has that I, I i'm just i'm sorry you, there you can try to improve them and you can work on things that are going to try to improve you and, and your movement in the pocket and all those kinds of things but i mean you know i don't have to tell you like you, you when you're late in a game and you're behind and the the pressure and the anxiety that goes along with all that part of the game there are certain guys that just aren't capable of of rising to that and there are others who thrive. 
he, again, still very early, is a kid that is able to shed a mistake, shed a couple, even three. I've, we've seen it in games. He saw it in, I saw it in Ottawa. But his ability to shed that and move on to the next play is remarkable. Um, and because a lot of times you see a young quarterback make mistakes early in the game and, and it really deflates them, mm-hmm. right? They, yeah. they then become afraid to make another mistake. He just is able to just move on to the next play and, and, and he thrives in it. And the other component of this too is when you have a kid like this or a player like this who works as hard as he does and is now having this success, how do you think that translates to the rest of the team? They're now working as hard because their best player is doing is putting in the work. So it kind of starts to filter through your team when you have a when you have that kind of of you know that leadership. And, and I don't have to like I said, I, it, you see it all the time where your best players, if they're your hardest workers, there's a guy, they're the guys that are committing the time. If you're a young player and you're trying to make that team or you're trying to find your way, how do you not work hard? How do you not For sure. prepare yourself, right? Like, it's, so it, it's infectious. And, um, again, you I mean, I, I'm, I'm running out of words, right, to, for this kid because he's just, he's just been that good. Um, and I, I, I just find it – it's just such a treat to be around someone like him because, again, I, as I said, he's, he's a very quiet, humble kid. He's not your typical 22-, 23-year-old kid uh, – that you normally see in this day and age. And uh, Canada 6-3 now. William Dufour uh, scores into the empty net, his second of the tournament. Uh, Canada on their way to a 6-3 win. And Pool <laughs> A is theirs and a much more favorable quarterfinal matchup gone on Wednesday. It's Julio Caravada, a former CFL quarterback with the uh, BC Lions and color analyst on the Lions Audio Network, joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Julio, he's going to get an NFL shot. Uh, I, I think it's a slam dunk. The question I have is what does that opportunity look like? Because people are saying he's going to be playing on Sundays. I'm like, okay, well, just wait a minute. Wait a minute. And this is not a knock on Nathan Rourke. It's it's. I'm just preparing for the frustration I'm going to feel when a team, you know, if a team potentially doesn't give him the shot that he deserves. I mean, for example, he went to Giants camp. They wanted to convert him to a receiver. They did convert uh, him as a receiver. <laughs> right, yeah, they did. That's right. Yeah. They, he so didn't I, throw a ball. Was, he didn't throw a ball. No. <laughs> to me, that might be a problem for Nathan Rourke because he wants to be a quarterback. Now, again, the show, and I guess maybe if it, if a, you know, you convert to another position, it works. But, you know, I think once he gets there to the NFL, because he's going, that'll be interesting to see what happens once he gets there and how a team. Uh, yeah you know, feels about Nathan Rourke as a quarterback because he is six one, which is tall, but we know how big those quarterbacks are in the NFL. They're giants. Yeah, you you, you make you make a very good point. Um and you know Nathan's not the biggest guy either, right? Like I'm not even in height. Like he's 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 fairly slight, right? I, I you know I mean if he's hundred and ninety pounds or hundred and eighty five pounds, I you know I mean I, I would think that's what he is. Um but you know you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. I think Nathan is smart enough to realize that. Like, I, I know that it's it's most it's probably a dream of his to play in the NFL. Just like, uh, I mean, it's everybody's. Come on, you mean like I, I'm not? And that's not a knock on the CFL, but you know, I mean, a lot of these kids they grow up watching that. They that's that's his dream. He was a huge mm-hmm. Green Bay Packer fan growing up, right? So, 
you know, he wants that opportunity, right? And you want to, you want to, he's a competitive kid. He wants to compete against the very best and he wants to see if he has what it takes. Um, and I'm with you. It's going to be where he has the best opportunity. And he's smart enough to know what that's going to look like. He, he's not going to just jump at the, the first opportunity. He's going to, and then he also is going to say to himself, hey, is this going to be a legit chance or um, is this going to be just a, a token, hey, we want to put you on the practice roster or, or whatever? Yeah. He, he's, going to, he's going to look at all of his options. He's going to have multiple, multiple offers. There, there's just no question about that. But again, his body of work up to this point, if anybody's watching film on him, they're going to say, wow, you mean he's, he's, he's doing what you want to, he's doing the things as a quarterback that you want to see. But now you have to now have to play into the fact, and, and we all know what the NFL is about, right? Um, it's about selling your quarterback, and you know how that is, right? Where did he go to school? And, you know, where was he drafted? And if he's an undrafted kid from Ohio, how many, how, what kind of a chance is he going to get? I, that all thing, mm-hmm. all those things are going to play into it. And, it, hey, Dave, for all we know, he could go somewhere where there's going to be a coach that really, really believes in him and is going to say, hey, he could be like a Jeff Garcia. If you go somewhere where you have the head coach who believes in you and gives you that opportunity, there's no question that he can play. There's no question that he can play. The only thing is going to be that opportunity. And when you're given that opportunity, what do you do? Right? Because that window for a guy who's, yeah. you know, the, the undrafted free agent is going to be a lot smaller than the window that, the, you know, you're drafting a kid in the second or third round. Right? That's, that's just the reality of the way it is down there. Yeah, no question, and uh, we better enjoy him while it lasts because it's uh, it's probably not going to last too much longer. Yeah. Uh, well, and you know, after that, we'll just yeah. Well, here's the yeah, thing, Dave. I'll just say I, I was just going to say that you know, and I, I I feel for the Lions a little bit because you know they they really needed to turn things around here, right? For the market, for the yeah. game, and you know, you all of a sudden you 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 get this this story of a of a Canadian kid who gets an opportunity to be a starting quarterback and is absolutely crushing it. And the team that they built around him. And then at the end of this year, that could, that could all change. Right. So, you know, here's the, here's the, here's the, you know, the one thing I will say, Amar Dolman has done an amazing job as the new owner of the BC lions. He's a businessman. And I have to think that he is going to do everything in his power to make him an offer that would equal anything or more than he's going to get down there. Um, so yeah. we wait. He's, gonna, he's a future. If he stays in the CFL, he's a, he's a future half a million dollar quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. No question. So, yeah. so right. Like, so what do you, so in his case, like I remember asking him last year, Hey, what's, what's been the biggest, you know, change for you? Like, you know, the, the game and the speed and all that kind of stuff. He said, you want the truth? I said, yeah. He goes, not playing. I'm so used to playing. So is he going to be happy going down somewhere where he may be the practice roster quarterback or be a third quarterback? I don't know. I don't know if he'd be happy with that. Or or do you say, hey, listen, this is what I want. This is what I want. If you can make that happen and I can be the starter here for the next 10 years, then let's do it. So who knows? Who knows? Um, it's going to be all the, the best part for us, Dave, is that we are going to be, we're going to, we're going to enjoy it. Cause we can, we can speculate and talk about it. And it's going to be lots to talk about for the rest of the season <laughs> revolving around Nathan work. 
You got it. Buddy, it's always great to talk to you. We'll uh, we'll Thanks, do it again man. real soon. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Hey, safe, safe travels to Ottawa, okay, my friend? Hopefully uh, you guys can pull it off. You betcha. And Elks fans are cheering for uh, your team this week, so, you know. Go Lions. <laughs> Julio Caravada, former uh, CFL quarterback for the Lions, as a matter of fact, and color analyst on the Lions Audio Network. Joining us on the Certain Teed Hotline, Certain Teed, pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certain Teed, pro all the way. Okay, so Canada through to the quarterfinals, and they have first place in Pool A wrapped up after a 6-3 win over Finland. Their quarterfinal opponent hasn't been determined as of yet. Germany takes on Sweden in about an hour and change at Rogers Place in Edmonton, and then the quarters begin on Wednesday, off day tomorrow. Jays losing 6-2 to the Baltimore Orioles. Jays one game out of the uh, wildcard, last wildcard spot in the American League. Next half hour, Hear comments from Jay Woodcroft. More on the Elks. We'll tee up the Elks this week with Morley Scott as well. Campbell and Thrill.